listening to the Frugal Spender podcast, where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about, personal finance. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Frugal Spender podcast. This is episode number 47. So, Money is the root of all evil, isn't it? The common phrase passed down from generation to generation to vilify money is money is the root of all evil, but that is in fact a misquote. The full quote from its origin in the Bible, Timothy 6.10, is for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from their faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Now, I am not a theologian, clearly, but the full quote tells a different story to the lie that is often told to people who look to voice their disdain for wealthy people. Money is not and cannot be evil, just as a hammer cannot be evil. It is just material. It is a tool. Whilst in human hands, it has the capacity to do great things. You could build a house or fix something, yet a hammer in the hands of a murderous psychopath could lead to evil outcomes. To put blame on something that we have created rather than blame ourselves is just a scapegoat. The idea that money has some sort of power to take hold of you, possessing you with some sort of dark power, should be left to the Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter books, not to your money mindset. There is, however, one thing that I believe to be true when it comes to obtaining money, whether it is slowly or quickly, although I do think the effect is multiplied if money enters your life quicker. What happens is money becomes an amplifier. It increases whatever it is that you actually are at the time that you possess that money. If you feel trapped and scared of losing it, you're likely to hoard it in a savings account or maybe slightly better, you could put it all into investments, something that I know I feel and have to fight off as much as possible due to my previous unhealthy relationship with money. If you have a YOLO mentality or lean towards impressing other people, you'll go and buy pointless nonsense all the way to the point your balance reaches zero again. If you're a generous person that helps others with their money, you're going to give away a lot more money. There are certainly more examples, but broadly speaking, I think those are the extremes when it comes to your behavior being amplified when you possess more money. Of course, the optimal in this situation of getting more money, whether that be in the form of a windfall, a pay rise, a big dividend payout, or winning the lottery, is to find balance. Something that you should be striving to reach in your finances from the moment you become debt-free and have an emergency fund. But why not before then, I hear you ask? Well, because during that period, you should be very unbalanced. You should be scared. You should have a fire lit underneath you, causing you to be as intense as possible to get to a situation whereby you aren't worried about paying your bills or if the car breaks down. Once you reach that place with your money, it is time to be balanced. This means spending your money on things you enjoy, spending your money by giving it to people in whichever way that you choose to do. Maybe it's charity or maybe it's just leaving bigger tips at restaurants. And then, of course, saving and investing. This is why I really like the percentage approach to managing your money, because it forces you to spend relative to your income. It means all elements in your budget get a boost when you come into more money, meaning you are practicing balance. I personally like and use both the zero-based budget and 50-30-20 style budget method when managing my own money. The zero-based budgeting system simply means that before you spend a penny for the month, you have written down and planned exactly where your money is going to go. This is your plan, your roadmap, and you cannot deviate from it. The 50-30-20 system is a great framework, but of course, it will differ. 
aiming for no more than 50% of your budget being allocated to needs, 30% to wants, and 20% to saving and investing. And as your income increases, you will likely see the needs percentage drop and wants, saving, and investing increasing. But for the average person, I don't think there is a better way to put your finances onto paper and visualize what your monthly financial situation is going to look like. Now, I know I deviated slightly there, but it's important to know, regardless of how good you think you are at managing money, you should be budgeting every single month before you get paid. This way, you are less likely to fall into lifestyle creep and unconsciously spend more money, a trap that so many people are in. So why do people pursue money? And it might be worth giving my opinion on what I think money actually is. There's a lot of answers to this, but this is probably the best one that I can come up with. So yes, money is technically currency, and that changes depending on your geographical location. But money is just a physical or now digital representation of something that we all agree on and has value. Money doesn't have intrinsic value. And if you've ever lived in a country where hyperinflation has occurred, you will know this very well. A piece of paper that had plenty of value yesterday, but today can buy you pretty much nothing. Money is worth what we all agree it is worth. And in today's society, that means exchanging our time, time spent giving value to a company or to other people for this token we call money, and then exchanging it once again to get something back in the form of goods or services. The agreed price is then regulated through invisible markets, through supply and demand for those goods and services. So when people pursue money, what is really happening is they are pursuing the thing that money gives them. Now, I totally accept that there are some people out there that solely chase the numbers. They want to add another zero to their bank balance for, I don't know, bragging rights. And there are some hollow intentions with some people's pursuit of money. Totally get it. But I really do believe that that is a very small minority of ultra rich people. What the poor, the average or the above average paid person is really trying to do is to get more of what allows them to live a life they actually want to live. Now, maybe that is done consciously or maybe not. But to me, money represents a few things. Money is options. The option to leave that shitty job with the boss that you hate. The option to be generous. The option to buy that nicer car. And this is the opposite of feeling trapped, which is what being broke and being in debt does to you. Money is freedom, the freedom to go self-employed if that's something that you want to do, the freedom to spend four hours with your kids after school before choosing to work around when you want to see them. Money is a game, play your hands poorly and you could live a life of misery, play your cards right or at least better than wrong and you could optimise your life for happiness and fulfilment. And although it is a game, it is definitely not like Monopoly because we don't all start with the same amount of cash when we start playing, but we can all play by the same rules. So learn the rules, learn them as best as you can and play your ass off. Money is also versatile and the fact that it is accepted as an exchange for any good or service means that the money itself does not have value and the pursuit of it can't morally be wrong. What you choose to do with your money may be a question for morality of good and evil. We don't have to all max out our mortgages as much as possible, finance that nice looking car or buy the nicest clothes or Rolex. The fact that it is versatile means that you can choose to do those things if you want to. I just wouldn't recommend it. There is another way to live because money is versatile. So to have options, freedom, to play the game as well as you can and use money's versatility to your advantage, you need to pursue money. Viewing money, the pursuit of it or people that have it as a bad thing is only going to lead to the outcome of you not having it. Being motivated to be wealthy seems like it should be obvious. Of course, we all want to be wealthy, right? But I don't think that is strictly true. 
I speak to many people that just want to be, in quotes, comfortable, which of course means different things to different people. But I interpret that as not worrying about the basics and being able to afford some basic luxuries. And that's okay. But you need to know that with that mindset, you aren't motivated to become wealthy. And as a result, you're probably not going to become wealthy. There are also people that blame others for their downfalls or blame the rich for all the bad things in their life. And those people are definitely not going to become wealthy. Then there are people who do want to become wealthy, but either don't have the knowledge or lack the motivation to do so. Just like when the 1st of January comes around and you have told yourself you are going to get in shape for this summer. You're going to hit the gym three days a week. You're going to eat clean, only to find yourself binging on ice cream and watching Netflix every single night just two weeks in. And for me, this is a problem of why. You don't have a big enough why. You didn't have enough of a fire lit underneath you to take the necessary steps. And for me, being backed into a corner, maxing out my credit cards and having a very low salary was more motivation than I needed to get my ass into gear and actually learn about this thing called money. The motivation to keep going just multiplied once I started seeing some success with paying off debt, then building up an emergency fund and then turning my focus sideways to trying to grow my money by investing. My why has changed, but my motivation remains. Now, don't get me wrong, it definitely isn't as powerful as it used to be. I don't think I'll ever be as motivated with my finances as I was when I was paying off debt. Fear is a very powerful motivation. But luckily, I ingrained good habits with my money, which if I continue doing for many years, I will become wealthy. For me, that is the key. And in the last episode, I talked about two types of motivators, running away from something or running towards something. Just the idea of becoming wealthy, I don't think is strong enough. It's too vague. And if you've ever worked in a corporate environment, you've probably heard of SMART goals before. The S stands for specific. You need to know exactly what it is that you want to achieve or need to achieve, which will ensure your actions course correct you until you reach it. And stagnation is definitely something I have and do feel when it comes to the pursuit of money. I can sometimes fall prey to the this is enough or I can revert back to old thinking about money won't solve my problems. But thank God I take in a lot of content, whether it's books or podcasts or YouTube a lot of content about money because it reminds me of why it's so important to strive for financial success, whether that means being a multimillionaire or being debt-free. Money is the tool that's going to get you there and not having much of it isn't helping anybody. I think it's also important to remember that our view of money is largely shaped by our upbringing. What did you see your parents doing with their money? Was it a source of happiness? Was it a source of pain? Was it hidden or was it disgust? Did your family spend their money or hoard it? Were you acutely aware that you didn't have enough of it? For me, it's the latter. And the lack of money was palpable. Not because we lived in squalor, but because I'd heard a number of conversations as a child that ended in arguments between parents and always wondering why my friends had that shiny new toy and I have some rubbish knockoff version of it. You've heard the stories before. Multimillionaires growing up in council estates, which only fueled their desire to become wealthy when they grew up. Yet others with a similar upbringing do the complete opposite and use their upbringing as the reason that they can't get ahead. And on the other side, there are wealthy people that were given a lot from their parents. Donald Trump being a good example, given millions to start his first business by his dad, a luxury that probably none of us had. And he goes on to be objectively pretty successful, whether you like him or not. But then we all know the stories of the rich kids that were given everything and poured it all down the drain and got rid of the riches or wasted it on an addiction. This is surely evidence that regardless of where we start in life, whatever hand that we're given, it does not dictate where we are when we're older, who we're going to be or how wealthy we become. But it is certainly a variable in the equation. 
One really strange thing that I find as well is the UK's view on money. The pursuit of money in the UK is quite often viewed as this negative thing. And you may or you may not be shocked at the number of times that the word Tory is thrown at me in the comment section of my videos. Just for talking about ambition and wanting people to succeed and believing that anybody can succeed. In comparison to the US where success and the individual doing better is often glorified. It's definitely something that I noticed when I moved to the UK. Um, it doesn't apply to everyone, but it seems to be in the zeitgeist that we just don't like when other people succeed. It's this tall poppy syndrome. We chop down the poppies that grow taller than us because we all want to sit neatly together in this row, all at the same height. And I'm very aware that I'm not going to change an entire generation or nation's views on becoming wealthy, but I'm certainly going to try my best to make as many people know that the pursuit of money isn't a bad thing. I believe it's not only okay, but actually it's a moral obligation to want to be wealthy. And the reason I think that is so that you can improve you and your family's life. You can become more generous. You can lift the burden on wider society and government needing to step in financially and support you. Wanting to become wealthy and taking the necessary steps to get there improves not just you, but everybody around you. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know your thoughts on the pursuit of money on social media or feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about anything that I've talked about today or any time before. I really do find this topic interesting and it's one that I think I'm going to write a lot more about in the future as I think there are many people out there in the UK that have a warped negative view on those that look to be successful or wealthy. If you do get any value from this podcast, please consider leaving it a review on whichever platform you listen on. Until next time, peace.